Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews chapter 5. Let's get this party started in the Word here. Hebrews chapter 5. Uh, let's start with verse 12 here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Lord, I pray right now as your Word goes forth that there would be a spirit of wisdom and revelation loose upon all of us. And every person watching online and listening online right now around the world. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Here it is, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to, uh, to need milk and not solid food. For everyone, who is, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe or a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Today, I want to talk about a topic that's, that's so important. It's called the five spiritual senses. I want to talk about the five spiritual senses. Just as we have five natural senses, we also have five spiritual senses in our spirit man. Did you know that? See, we're, we're very in tune. We're very connected with the senses in the natural, right? In, the, in our natural physical body. But many times we are just dull as can be and neglect our spiritual senses, all right? Now... Let me remind you that we are a spirit being. You know that, right? You're, you're a spirit being, right? I know Christians are addicted to the natural realm, right? You think, who, you, you, you think you are just that person you see in the mirror. Oh, no. You are a spiritual being. You possess a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in an earth suit in a physical body, all right? So we know the real you, the real me, we are a spirit being because when we pass away from this earth, right, our spirit man is going to either go up, up on the elevator or down. Are you following me? And this natural body is going to go back into the dust of the ground. Amen? So our spirit, our spirit is contained in a physical body. Our, our physical body, think of it this way. Our physical body is a glove for our spirit man. It's, it's interesting where it says you should worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, right? Come on. Our body, our physical body is a glove for the real you, the spirit man. So the destination of where you're going to live for eternity, of course, where you're going to go on that elevator when you leave, the real you leaves, is dependent on what you do with the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you made him Lord of your life? I think the the Holy Spirit's really trying to get that point across. And, And I know if the Holy Spirit is speaking that many words about it, there's someone here who has not taken that step yet. You need to do it today. Amen? So the Word of God says that faith is evidence. If you truly have faith in Jesus Christ, there is going to be evidence in your life of that. Amen? And, and you're going to have an obedience to Him. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Amen? There's going to be evidence of that changed life. So I just want to encourage everyone, just take, you know, just take a snapshot and think about your life. Where are you at right now? Amen? But let's get into this. The five senses in the natural realm... And in the spiritual realm are these. Number one, sight. Number two, hearing. 
Number three, taste. Number four, touch. And the last one, number five, is smell. Oh, yeah, your spirit man possesses all of those senses, okay? So in this message, I want to give you evidence from the Word of God that your spirit man possesses all of these things, just like in the physical. So we need to be in tune with what's taking place in the spirit realm. That is where our discernment comes in, all right? Hebrews 5.14 said it this way. It talks about... By reason of use, having our senses, it's talking about our spiritual senses being exercised to discern both good and evil. It means that you're actually using your spiritual senses, the five senses, all right? We need to know and be aware of each one, and we need to use them, all right? So being in tune with our spiritual senses will help us. What's, what's the advantage? Pastor James, why? Why even talk about this? What's the point? Because it will help us to avoid evil and not fall into the devil's traps. Anybody want some of that discernment? You ever been duped by the devil? You ever duped, been duped by someone? You fell into a trap. It looked good, but your discernment just wasn't there. Amen? How many of you want discernment? Amen? It'll help us to stay close to God, close to his word, and in the will of God for our life. So this is not just something just to preach, just to pass a Sunday. and uh, No, no, this is very practical. I don't know, those of you who've been coming to this church over the past year I've been here, you'll know I like to preach practical stuff. I want it to be practical, something that you can leave here today and put into practice. Amen? So these spiritual senses and discernment, you could say it this way, is our warning system that we need to make sure is sharp and working properly in our life. In fact, these five spiritual senses may save your life and my life one day. We not only need to be aware of our surroundings in the natural realm. Have you ever gone someplace, let's just say, uh, Detroit? And you're looking all around in the natural, what's going around you. Amen? Come on. We need to be that keen and that sharp in the spirit. Because I'll tell you this, if someone's going to come up to you, if someone's going to come up and mug you, if someone's going to come up and give you trouble, I guarantee you there's something motivating that person in the spirit realm first. Are you following me? So it's our warning system. Say warning system. All right, so the steal, kill, and destroy is the goal of the kingdom of darkness for us. So we are dealing with spiritual beings that desire to do that. You understand that? that this is a spiritual battle, Ephesians 6.12, right? So that is why our spiritual senses or warning system, they need to be alert, they need to be active everywhere we go. Uh, when we hear the word discernment, when you hear the word discernment, I guarantee you, the first thing you think about is the devil. You're right. You think discernment, the kingdom of darkness. You're thinking of just discerning evil, which is true. But we also need to discern the moving of the Holy Spirit. We need to discern what's going on in the kingdom of God around us, too. So we can stay in the flow of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So if we as Christians are going to flow in the Holy Ghost and in the kingdom of God, we need to be in tune with these spiritual senses. So I set it up. I teed it up nice. Are you ready to go? Let's begin. Let's learn more about ourselves and how God created us. Amen? The real us, our spirit man. The first spiritual sense I want to talk about is spiritual sight. Did you know you have and I have spiritual eyes? 
And it's almost... It's almost like there's a counterpart to everything we have in the... There's almost like a counterpart to some of these things that our physical body have. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, Pastor James, that sounds weird. Come on, get out of the flesh now. Get out of the flesh. I'm talking to you spirit to spirit here. Amen. Say spirit to spirit. Go to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. 14 through 17, I want to take a look at. We have spiritual eyes. And this is a verse that proves that point. And it says this, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army... army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with, who are, uh, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain, look at this, was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. Elisha prayed that his servant's eyes would be open. Well, he wasn't talking about his natural eyes because he could see the armies in the natural realm surround him, right? He was obviously talking about his spiritual eyes to see in the spirit realm. He wasn't talking about natural eyesight. All right? Because, like I said, he could see it. But Elisha prayed that God was open his eyes and he saw into the spirit realm. When his spiritual eyes were open, he totally saw what was going on in the spirit realm around him. He saw this. He saw spiritual horses and chariots of fire. You think the the natural realm is just, or the spirit realm is just made up of, of angels. Oh no, there are so many different spiritual beings in the spirit realm, it would blow your mind. There are spiritual horses and there are chariots of fire. Why? Because the word says, and I've actually seen them, I'll tell you about that in a moment. But wherever God's spiritual horses and chariots of fire are seen in the spirit realm, it means this, there is major warfare taking place in your life. And God is setting his soldiers in place to protect you. Are you hearing me, somebody? There is a battle raging. I'm sure there there were many angels there as well, but for some reason, the Holy Ghost seemed fit, uh, seemed it, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost to reveal spiritual horses and chariots of fire. For some reason, in the word it specifically points it out. So if Elijah prayed for God to open his servant's spiritual eyes, it reveals a couple things to us. Are you ready for this? See, this is where the Christian walk does not get boring. You know what's boring? What's boring is this dumb natural realm. There's so much going around in the spirit realm right now. And, and listen, you haven't even been paying attention. That's, you're not going to see what you're not looking for. Amen. Are you hearing me, somebody? First of all, it is number one. Here's what we can learn from this. 
It is scriptural to pray for God to open our spiritual eyes to see in the natural realm. It is scriptural to pray that. You can pray that with no guilt. You can pray that knowing it's the will of God for you to ask for that. Hello, somebody. Secondly, if he prayed for his spiritual eyes to be open, they must have been closed. (laughs) They must have been closed. And they were. All he could see was the natural realm, the enemies in the natural realm. And, and so what did Elijah say? He told his servant, he said, don't fear. Fear will blind your spiritual eyes. Now, I have seen into the spirit realm many times. I have seen spiritual uh, horses and chariots of fire. Let me tell you. I had a breakthrough, as you've heard before, on May 3rd, 2007. It's at, on my personal website, jamesbrandt.org. You can read it, but it was unbelievable. But after this breakthrough I had on May 3rd, I started seeing things and feeling things. It was like all of my spiritual senses were heightened after this breakthrough. So one day I was at the church I pastored in Big Rapids uh, back in 2007, Someone after service came up and was talking to me, and I was just kind of like this and talking to him. And I looked down like this, down at the sanctuary, and I and I seen uh, the shadow of spiritual a horse, spiritual horses and chariots running, and, and it was they were going so fast. It, all I can say is, you know those superhero movies where they're running, you can see the outline of them. They're going so fast. That's what I seen, and I looked back. And, and, and I looked back at the guy, and I, I went like this. I didn't say anything. And I just continued to talk, and I'm like, I'm going to look again. Look back, and it's, they're running like crazy around the, out the perimeter of the sanctuary. I'm not crazy. I seen it. I know what I saw. The Word of God came to live, come alive to me. And listen, God wants to do the same for you. Amen. Many divine appointments led up to the supernatural encounter I had that night. But let me give you four things that led up to this spiritual breakthrough I had. You ready for this? You want to know this? Four things. So I called the church to two weeks of prayer. And this is what we did. We fasted. Prayer. We pressed into prayer in English and in tongues. Next, we positioned ourselves in a, in a prophetic environment where prophetic words and the Holy Ghost was able to move. All right? And here it is. This was a big one. Very deep and intimate, consistent praise and worship to God during those two weeks of prayer. It had, the breakthrough came on the 10th night of the fourteen. Tenth night. And I mentioned this before. I'm not going to go over it all again. But if I would have stopped at the ninth, Day. I never would have had that breakthrough. So it was a time when we just played some soaking music, worship music, and we would just walk around the sanctuary praying in, in English, praying in tongues, praising and worshiping. People had banners going around. I mean, we legit pressed in. I mean, this was, and we pressed in. We started at 7 p.m. at night, and, and some people stayed. We stayed till 2, 3 in the morning. Just constant. Here it is. How bad do you want a breakthrough? How bad do you want it? Because God says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, are you following me? He's not a God. It doesn't say God's a rewarder of only those who are in full-time ministry. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
He knows you have full-time jobs. He knows you have all this. But how diligent are you with your time outside of that? Come on, somebody. I want to provoke you to press in for more. Amen? So those four things done consistently with a pure heart and a desire for more of God's presence, a desire for breakthrough, a desire for your spiritual eyes to be open, for your spiritual, uh, you know, um, senses to be quickened. I'm telling you right now, it will activate or quicken your spiritual senses like you would not believe. So spiritual sight is not only seen in the spirit realm. Now, Some people say, well, did you see it with your eyes closed? Did you see it on the inside? No, I legit saw angels. I legit saw these chariots, these horses and chariots of fire with my eyes wide open. Open vision. Okay, that's called an open vision. Now, so seeing in the spirit is not just seeing that way, but it's also seeing it on the inside. On Wednesday night. Uh, right when we were closing in prayer, uh, the Holy Spirit quickened me. And on the inside, I seen, I seen ribs. I seen ribs, and I seen them flashing red. And I said, okay, okay, I'm going to step out in faith and say, okay, someone's here. I don't know, you have bruised ribs. Something's wrong with your ribs. If that's you, and, some, and someone stood up and said, that's me. I got broken ribs. Are you following me? So it's not just seeing with your, with, you know, with your eyes open. It means seeing on the inside. That's also spiritual sight. Are you following me? Am I losing anybody in here? No. All right. Now, so the Holy Spirit is constantly giving us visions on the inside. I believe that. But many times we are not paying attention. We are not focused on seeing in the Spirit on the inside. And we're just so focused, we're overcome by all of our trials and situations in the natural realm that it blinds us from the spirit realm where the battle is really taking place. Are you following me? Here it is. Uncontrolled emotions will cause us to be spiritually blind. Uncontrolled emotions will cause us to be spiritually blind. Our spiritual sight will be as clear as our focus. In fact, it will be in direct proportion to your focus on the Spirit, on the things of God. Are you following me? Again, you're not going to see what you're not looking for. Amen? Now, I know there's some people in here you've been taught your whole life, oh, you never, don't ever ask, you know, to see an angel. Don't ever ask to, why not? Why not? Why not? Let me just ask you that. Why not? See, here's the thing. We've been so, some of these things have been so ingrained in us, this, you know, this tradition stuff of dead religion, that we're paranoid to go deeper with the Holy Ghost. So it stunted our growth spiritually. Are you hearing me? Why not? Ask him. Say, okay, if you want to, to feel better, just say, Lord, if it's your will, show me, you know, let me see into the spirit. Show me. I want to see what's going on around here. Where are your angels in this room right now? Ask him. You're not going to hear many pastors tell you that because they're paranoid that their people are going to go wildfire and off the, off the rails. And so, so Christians end up living a boring life. Boring life. You got to sit under the man of God. Only the man of God can see in the spirit realm. Baloney. Are you hearing me? You can see just as clear as I can if you're willing to put in the effort and the commitment. All it is is a bunch of control. 
This is a pastor telling you this right now. Are you hearing me? Their, their control is got to go out the window. Amen? In fact, I say it all the time. I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire at all from the people of God. I want a little wildfire. Amen? We can deal with a little wildfire, right? But I'll tell you what. When the wood's wet, it's hard to get that fire started. So go ahead. Have a little wildfire. Right? Glory to God. I'm telling you, this is, the, the Christian life is so exciting. It is so exciting. There's so much more. So here you go. So focus is a common thread for the effectiveness of all five of the spiritual senses. Let me tell you how important focus is. I've been driving up here for over a year now. And just today, I was driving, was it Frank Street? I was driving down Frank Street here on the way to church. And, and all of a sudden, I'm just kind of paying attention to things. And I'm seeing all these no parking signs in front of a lot of the houses. And I said to Marianne, I said, I've never noticed those no parking signs there. And I said, you know what? I'm going to use that in my sermon today. <laughs> it's amazing when you stop and focus what you will notice. Are you hearing me? And the same goes true in the spirit. If you're not focused, you're not going to see it. Now, the second spiritual sense I want to talk about is spiritual hearing. You have spiritual ears. Go to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Yeah, and I'm tired of hearing all you're going to... You're gonna, uh, Worship angels. We're not worshiping angels. Listen, we know that they're co-laborers with us, with the gospel. Don't you want to know what hinders the angels' jobs? Don't you want to know what promotes their work? I want to know, is there something that I need to do that's going to make their job easier in the kingdom? I want to know, is there something I'm going to do that's going to hinder them from, from bringing a breakthrough in my life? Are you hearing me? Get over this, this worshiping angel stuff. We know all glory. In fact, let me tell you this. Every time I had an angelic encounter, you know what it did? It always made me go, God, you are amazing. Your creation is absolutely amazing. It always pointed me back to Jesus. It always glorified him. Amen? But the devil wants to put you in a paranoid state because dead religion always said, don't you go seeking it for angels. Don't you do that. You stay dull spiritual, spiritually. Are you hearing me? Because the devil says, I don't want you having that breakthrough. You just go ahead. You just go ahead. Punch that time clock. You go ahead and get offended when they do more than three songs. You just punch that time clock. You just go ahead and do that. Because that, you know, you're fine. If we do three and out, uh, you hear a nice little guidepost uh, sermon. Get them out of here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, go ahead, go out with the boys, go to the bar, go to the strip club, you do your thing. All right, and then just come back on Sunday, get on your knees, ask for forgiveness, and do it all over again. The devil's fine with that. But he has a problem with those who get a revelation that God has more for his people. Are you hearing me, somebody? You can take this on your job. You can take it everywhere you go. Don't let the devil keep you from this experience. Amen. Now, Hebrews 3. 12 through 15. It says, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you with an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now, notice it says departing from. This is talking to Christians who once were in and they departed from. Are you following me? 
This is not to an unbeliever. This is to Christians. It's a warning about having an evil heart of unbelief. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So sin will harden your heart. It will close your spiritual eyes. It will hinder your spiritual hearing. For we have become partakers of Christ. If, underline that word. Man, if is a pretty powerful word, isn't it? If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, while it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. It says, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. All right? So this is talking about hearing God with your spiritual ears, not your natural ears. Uh, The Holy Spirit will speak. Now, can God speak audibly? Sure he can. 99.9999999% 99.9999999% of the time you're going to hear it something on the inside. Are you following me? It's talking about hearing the voice of God on the inside with your spirit man, your spiritual ears. All right? So notice this says, if you will hear his voice. So here's the problem. Many Christians are too filled with the world. They're too filled with the natural realm. They're too filled with self to hear the voice of God. That will shut out the voice of God and make you more in tune with the enemy. And that is why, that's why Christians say that they hear demons better than the Holy Spirit because they're focusing on the wrong realm. Are you following me, somebody? They're in the flesh. There must be a desire, a focus, an acknowledgement of the Holy Spirit for your spiritual ears to be open to him. Amen? Now, the rules of communicating with the Holy Spirit are the same rules that, of, of talking to another human being. If you want the Holy Spirit to speak, talk to Him! Sometimes the Holy Spirit is just, you know, people are like, why aren't the Holy Spirit talking to me? Because you're not asking Him anything! Talk to Him! Right? Ron, why aren't you talking to me right now? Because I'm not asking him. Well, I just asked him something. But I was ignoring him. Are you following me? So now, so spiritual ears just don't hear the voice of God. Here's what happens. They will hear any spiritual being in the spirit realm. Now, your focus on whatever kingdom you're focused on will determine who you're going to hear the loudest. Are you following me? The kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness? Now, there, during that breakthrough I had in May 3rd, 2007, I actually heard angels singing in the lobby of that church. We, we, the breakthrough happened, and uh, in a group of us, we started walking through every room. We're like, because it felt like honey was being poured out on the whole building and all of us. I mean, it was just like, whoa. And so we're going into every room and sure enough, there is just, just a tangible presence of God. The, the glory is in that place. And we walked into the, the lobby of the church and we were just all quiet. We're, there's like an awe. And all of a sudden we hear, oh, I, I can't even do it. But it was just a choir It was a choir of angels. There was no other music playing, and we all heard and acknowledged it. It was just heavenly. You have spiritual ears. Are you hearing me? 
it was so beautiful. But, but my, our spiritual senses were like activated. They were turbocharged like never before. And it was for, because we pressed in, we were serious with God. God, I, I mean, I got to tell you right now, it was like, God, I need more or else I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I need more. There, I, I would read the word. I'm like, God, there's, this is great, Lord, that I'm reading all of these, these experiences and these encounters that these people had. But I want it. I want those encounters. Surely, God, you're not done doing these. Oh, he answered. He answered. Uh, two weeks before the encounter happened, I went down to Jacksonville, Florida. Anybody know Rodney Howard Brown? His ministry? Well, I went down to a conference there, his third great awakening service back in 2007. And so we went down there and I went to the altar and he was down at the other end. It was a huge church. And I went down at the altar and it was like 15 seconds later, I just opened my eyes and he's standing in front of me. And he said, that which you've been desiring, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And I'm like, I knew exactly what he meant because I was, see, this is, you got to get specific with God. Enough of these generality stuff. Get specific. What do you want from me, says the Lord? Come on, somebody. Amen? Hallelujah. It takes focus, faith, and commitment. And ask, seek, and knock. Amen? It's yours if you really want it. Jesus made the provision for it. He tore the veil. Amen? He tore the veil. Go in. Amen? Press in. Now, here's a few keys you need to put into practice to sharpen your spiritual hearing. Ready for this? Number one, you must be disciplined in your thought life to silence the chatter. You must silence the needless chatter in your thought life. Some of y'all, it's like a blender. It's like a blender. It's like a blender going off. Are you hearing me? It's like a blender. Stop the blender. And guess what? You can do it. That's in your free will. Amen. God gave you that mind. God gave you that thought life. Stop letting the enemy get in there with that blender. Amen. Silence the confusion going on on the inside in your thought life. All right. Stop the, the, the voice of the enemy and the world. Get quiet. Learn to focus. Here we go. Learn to focus and meditate on the word of God. All right. Think about your identity in Christ. Think about spiritual things from the Word of God. Here we go. Set your mind on things above, and your spiritual ears will remain open and ready to hear from the Holy Spirit. So here, here's what you got to do. Expect to hear from the Holy Ghost. Expect. He, here's the thing. He cares about you. He cares about you more than you care about yourself. Can you believe that one? With all the selfishness on that. Can you believe that, right? Hallelujah. Set your mind on things above. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're not hearing from Him, like I said, because you're ignoring Him. You're not talking to Him. Acknowledge Him, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. So guess what? He's waiting for you to kick off the conversation. Right? He's waiting for you to kick it up. Hi, God. I'm James. I've been a Christian for 25 years and just starting to get to know you now. (laughs) Right? 
Because many people have been fed dead religion. You know, here's the thing. Many people say, oh, well, the gospel's got to be preached around the world. And people said, well, the gospel has been preached around the world. No, they've been hearing a lot of hogwash. They haven't been hearing the real gospel. They've been hearing a lot of dead religion. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, the third spiritual sense is this, is taste. Say taste. You know, you have spiritual taste buds. Did you know that? Go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. You getting anything out of this? Yes. Hallelujah. See, I'm telling you, I, Living Waters Chapel, we're about raising up disciples. Amen? Yes. We're not just going to give you a junk and kick you out of here, send you to the wolves for the week. We're giving you something. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> here we go. Uh, Psalm 119, 103. Glory to God. Raising up disciples who will slay the kingdom of darkness and advance the kingdom of God. Amen. Here we go. Psalm 119, 103. It says this. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. He's not talking about his natural taste buds there. There's a, a taste in the spirit. You look up the word taste. It, it means to perceive. Are you hearing me, somebody? Taste and see. Oh, oh, go to Psalm 134. Look at this. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Say taste. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Psalm 34, verse 8. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So taste and see. We aren't, listen to this, we aren't supposed to just read or hear the Word of God. We should be feeding on the Word of God. There's a difference. There's reading and there's feeding. Here you go. Meditating on the Word of God. Are you ready for this? Write this down if you want. Here it goes. Meditating on the Word of God is what chewing is with natural food. It's a breaking down of the Word of God in our heart and thought life. That's what meditation is. Meditation is not just a, just think about it one time and move on. No, it's a chewing on it. You put something in your mouth, you just don't swallow it without chewing, do you? Guess what's going to happen? You're going to choke. Now, so you take a, a, a scripture in the Word and just, just pick one. Say, Holy Spirit, what one do you want me to meditate on? Tonight or today or as you're laying in bed or wherever, at work, wherever it is. And let him give you a scripture and just break it down. It's, remember, it's like you're chewing it. You're chewing it. You're chewing every word of it. You're, you're analyzing it. Lord, how can I apply this to my life? Holy Spirit, give me a vision on the inside of how to apply it to my life. You're chewing it. Say, chewing it. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. His word is bread to our spirit man. His word is bread to our spirit man. And just like what natural food is to your physical body, the word of God is to your spirit. And here's the deal. You ready? If you constantly feed, uh, feed your physical body on junk, there will be warning signs. Hello, somebody. Organs will not function properly. Eyes will get dim. You'll start to feel weak. You'll feel like you'll want to pass out because there's no spiritual nutrients in what you're meditating on. You're meditating on junk. Are you following me? In fact, your life right now is what you've been meditating on right now, in the past. 
Think about that. You can change it. As a man thinks, so is he, the Word of God says. You are a product of what you're meditating on. When you feed on spiritual junk, listen, on spiritual junk, it affects your spiritual senses. It dulls your spiritual senses. Feeding and meditating on the Word of God will keep you spiritually healthy. It'll keep you spiritually alert. Amen? The fourth spiritual sense is touch or feel. Say touch or feel. We have spiritual hands. This is a real interesting one I want to touch on. So remember, we are a spiritual body. Remember, your spirit man is contained on the inside. This physical body right here is just a glove for the spirit, the real you, the spirit man. Amen? So here we go. Go to Job chapter 4. Let me show you something here. Job? Yeah, Job. I said Job. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a little dust in your Bible probably right there. Just, just going to just go... Okay, great. Okay. Job chapter 4, verse 12, I want to start off at here. Touch or feel? All right, here it goes. It says, Now a word was secretly brought to me, and my ear received a whisper of it. In disquieting thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, Fear came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones shake. Look at verse 15. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my body stood up. But I could not discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence. Then I heard a voice saying, Can a mortal, can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? This is really interesting. Have you ever heard that? You ever looked at that verse before? Where a spirit went right in front of him. He couldn't discern the form, but he felt it. His hair stood up on his head and on his body. Amen? So Job had an encounter with a spirit. It obviously was some kind of a spirit being. Was it an angel? Was it... Some kind of a spiritual being. Was it, was it a living creature in the spirit realm in the kingdom of God? I don't know. It just says a spirit. And that spirit passed before his face and he was feeling the presence of it. All right. Remember in another message, I said these words. I said angels or ministering spirits come and go from the throne room in, in heaven, from heaven. Right. And they carry the presence of God on them. Are you following me? So there is so much energy on spiritual beings in the kingdom of God uh, that your spirit man can feel or sense them, all right? Even your physical body at times can be affected by the presence of a spiritual being. Does, does this, is this interest anyone? I love this kind of stuff. I love this kind of stuff. Has anybody had an encounter like that where you felt the, uh, a spirit or the Holy Ghost go by you and just everything stood up? Amen? You may have felt it in this, one of our services. Amen? But like I said, Job's hair on his body stood up. Here's why. It feels like an electricity or a power around him. Now listen to this. When the presence of God comes upon you, it causes you, listen to this. I said this before. Don't freak out. Say, I'm not going to freak out. Remember how I said sickness, disease, bondage, depression has a, it's scientifically proven, has a low frequency, right? When the anointing is present, 
It's a higher frequency. There's a higher, you vibrate and you glow. Moses, when he experienced the glory of God, he came down glowing. Are you following me? Amen. So when, when the presence of God or when, when an angel from heaven or whatever, when, when it's in a place, you can sense it and you can feel it because there's a different frequency. It's bringing the frequency of heaven down to earth. Come on, somebody. How, so, you know, how about, how about this? About during praise and worship, when we begin to sense the presence and glory manifesting in here. There are some that sense it, and there are some that don't. You ever have that where we're like, I mean, we're, I mean, we, we, got, we got tears going down our face like Jimmy Swagger, right? This presence of God is so strong. Are you hearing me? I mean, we're, <laughs> we're like, you know, you got spit coming out. It's thank you, Lord. And then there's someone going, yeah, well, I, you feel, what are they doing? They're nuts. Are you following me? Isn't that interesting, though, how there can be just that difference? Sometimes... Sometimes everyone feels it regardless of them being born again or not. And I think that's what we're going into. I think we here at Living Waters Chapel in this region, we're going into a, to a, an outpouring that even the unbelievers, when they come into this place, are going to sense the presence of God. It's going to be undeniable. Amen? Amen. Uh, what, you didn't like my Jimmy Swagger joke? What's up? <laughs> I don't care. Here we go. No. Okay, so I like Jimmy Swagger, by the way, now. He's got some good stuff. I'm not, I mean, you know, just using the crying thing. That's all. Okay, here we go. Some Christians, listen, can, can see and feel a fog or a cloud when the glory starts to fill a building. Amen? Sometimes you'll see me up here or, or whenever during prayer. You'll see me kind of moving my hand like this. You ever see me doing that? Like, uh, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to sense the spiritual atmosphere in the area. There's times when I walk around here and I'll run into what, what can only be called a, like a portal or, or a certain spot where the presence of God is so strong. I'm exercising discernment. I'm exercising my spiritual senses. Are you following me? There have been times at home or in other places where I felt a wind, a breeze. And not just any breeze, but when that breeze hit me, it was like the presence of God was attached to that breeze. God was attached to it. It it was the Holy Ghost, and it was angelic movement. By the way, wherever the Holy Ghost is moving, there's angels moving there as well. Are you following me? So you can actually feel them. You can feel and sense their movements. Amen? I'm telling you, the Christian life is not boring. If you've been bored in your Christian walk, it's not, it's not God's fault. Amen? All right. There are times when I'm praying in the sanctuary at home or wherever, and like I said, I feel like I just walk right into that spot. I know right now you're probably like, what does that even mean? Ask for it. Ask for it, pray for it, press in, and you'll see what I mean. Amen? Um, that is your spirit, man. Like I said, feeling the atmosphere in that spiritual atmosphere in the place. Now, here's a, here's an interesting thing I want to talk about the laying on of hands. The laying on of hands is not just a physical act, but a spiritual act. 
Are you hearing me? Remember, our physical body is a glove for our spirit man, right? Now catch hold of this. This is going to build your faith for when you minister to people. It's not just your physical hand touching them or making the connection, but it's your spiritual hand through your physical hand. And where does the Holy Ghost live? In your spirit man. So when you're laying hands on someone, it's not just physical, it's a spiritual act. Are you following me? And your spiritual hand is the one that holds the power of God in it because your physical body makes you legal to operate in on this natural realm. Remember? Oh, someone's getting a revelation. Hallelujah. So when you lay hands on someone... Your physical hand is allowing the Holy Spirit power from your spirit to be transferred into that person. Are you following me? Come on. Oh, man, we're having a good... Are you liking the steak I'm serving up here today for you guys? Yeah? You want any A1 ketchup? What do you want? Now, don't start throwing uh, anything at me because I said ketchup. I like ketchup on my steak. Sorry. Yep. Now, here we go. Oh, I just lost you all, didn't I? Okay, here we go. (laughs) Back on track. Here we go. If you will get a revelation of that spiritual truth, I believe it will increase your faith, like I said, to get more results when you lay hand on someone. It's not just you laying your hand and hoping God's going to do something. No, you have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, living in your spirit, and your spirit's contained in this earthly suit. And when you lay hands on them, it's the power of God going through you. Amen? Listen to this. Quite often, when I lay my hands on a person, I start to get visions on the inside about what they're going through. I start to get words of knowledge for them on the inside because I'm connecting with them spirit to spirit. Are you following me? So the laying on of hands is powerful. It's not just a dull religious uh, tradition, all right? Now, be careful who lays hands on you. Because it can work in the kingdom of God and it works in the kingdom of darkness. You ever have someone who's just trying to be handsy with you and you're like, okay, I don't feel there's something weird here going on. Come on, somebody. We need to be used to sermon. Your hands release the power of God. They are, start looking at your hands as this, Holy Ghost jumper cables. That's what you need to look at them, all right? So it's all about the anointing and the power of God flowing through you into, through and into, through you and into another person. And now to add to that power of laying hands on the sick and ministering is spoken words while your hands are laid on a person. Amen? Your faith plus spoken words have creative power in them. Faith is substance and evidence of spiritual reality. Uh, You hear me? Anybody who has me on Facebook, you kind of know where I'm going with that. But listen, spoken words are a spiritual force, and they have... Oh, you got to answer that. Uh, (laughs) Spoken words... Don't worry, I'm not offended, all right? Okay. Spoken words are a spiritual force and have creative power. Amen? Now listen to this. Someone needs to get a hold of this. In the Old Testament... When blessings were released over people, listen to this, hands were laid upon the person and blessings were spoken at the same time. Are you following me? That was not just a religious tradition thing. There was power in it. And there's still power in it. Parents, 
Lay your hands, I don't care how old they are, lay your hands on your children and bless them. Speak blessings over them in the name of Jesus. Spiritual blessing and power is released that will impact the natural realm for that person. By the way, so our spirit man is contained in this house, right? We talked about laying out of hands. You ready for another? I'm just going to say something and kind of drop it right there for something to think about. Ready? Sex is not just a physical act. It's a spiritual act. Just like you can get AIDS in the natural, you can get spiritual AIDS in the spiritual. Are you hearing me? I'm ta- am I talking to adults in here? Is anybody having sex in here? Not in here, but I mean, come on. Well, if you're going to have a healthy marriage, you better be doing it. Come on, somebody. Come, oh, look at Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had my phone right now. I'd get all these red faces. This is great. I love it. Why not touch on these things? They're important to a marriage. Amen. And you better be married. You better be married before having sex. Amen? But it is because, like I said, your physical body contains the real you, your spirit. So don't think, don't think that what you do just in the natural is just natural. There is always a spiritual connection to it. That's where I'll leave that right there. Go ahead. You can take your hanky and wipe your head and the sweat coming off. Okay. But listen to this. So you have to stop seeing everything as just the natural realm, but spiritual connection taking place. Amen? The last one, and I'm done and out of here. You ready for this? The fifth spiritual sense is smell. We have a spiritual uh, nose, basically. Go to Revelation 5.8. Revelation 5.8. Hallelujah. Uh, in fact, you know, pastors better might want to speak more about the sex topic because it is a huge bondage in people's lives and they're opening the door to the enemy in their life. Are you following me? Listen, I'm, hey, <laughs> I don't like to sugarcoat things. I will confront and talk about these issues. Amen. Come on, somebody. It was created for marriage. Amen. It was created for marriage. Now. Here we go, Revelation 5, 8, and it says these words. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Huh. Oh, sorry, I went on a little bit further down the road. But here's the deal. Our prayers in the spiritual realm are incense. They literally have a smell, a fragrance in the spirit realm. Isn't that powerful? Look at Psalm 141.2 here. Psalm 141 two. <laughs> Someone's still chuckling back there. All right, I love it. <laughs> Psalm 141, 2. <laughs> Here we go. How do I recover? Here we go. Uh, let my prayer be set before you. Here it is as incense. 
the lifting of my hands as an evening sacrifice. Now, even praise and worship is not just natural. It's spiritual. It says lift your holy hands because when you lift your natural hands, you're lifting your spirit man to God as well. Worship God in spirit and in truth. So when you worship him in spirit, it's going to be connected to your physical body. If you're worshiping and praising God, I better see something happening. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because this, this body is just a glove for you, the real you. Amen? Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Oh, man, Pastor James, I thought you were done. I am almost. Hold on, hang on there. Here we go. Just hold your spouse's hand, squeeze him, you know, squeeze his arm, whatever you got to do. Now, uh, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. Don't worry, we, we used to do that too when we had attend churches and things got a little long. We'd kind of be, oh, I'm hungry, you know, we, we get it, I get it. Now I'm in this position and I'm preaching myself happy and I don't want to stop. Here we go. Now, 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses. Here it is. Through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God a fragrance of Christ among those who are, who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, we are the aroma of death leading to death. And to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? Now, isn't that interesting? So it says that our obedience and love for God, we are a fragrance of Christ. So guess what? So those of you who are a part of my tribe and are loving this, you're loving this, you're loving my fragrance right now. But those of you in here, you don't, you, you know, you're, you're just this church thing. You're just like, I don't, yeah, I stink to you right now. I stink to you right now. Isn't that interesting? Now, so here it is. God has a fragrance, the fragrance of his knowledge. I love it. And so, yeah. So what one are you? You know, that's why when people sometimes that fragrance, when you're out and about, you're at Walmart or in a restaurant and someone just sees the anointing on you, they can see that they, they come up to you and say, you love Jesus, don't you? Yup. Yup. Why? You smelling me? You smell me right now, bro. You smelling me, bro. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah. When we walk in and abide in Christ, that aroma or fragrance will draw people to Jesus. Sometimes it pushes them away, but do it anyways. There have been times I've been in prayer and all of a sudden I'll start to smell like flowers. I'll start to smell something, but it's, it's, it's a spiritual manifestation. It's not anything in the natural. It's a spiritual manifestation. There have been times when I went into certain homes. Uh, none of you guys I'm not talking about. but There's been times I went into certain homes and I felt an evil presence. And, and, and I can sense an evil smell. By the way, demonic spirits, okay, they have a smell. It's like sulfur. Right? The enemy smells like a fart, people. You understand that? Are you following me? Uh, why not? I talked about sex already. Let's talk about the other. I'm taking this all the way. Why stop? But no, it, that, that manifestation, literally there is a sulfur smell. So remember, so 
Not only can your five spiritual senses discern things in the kingdom of God, but they can also discern things from the kingdom of darkness, right? So your spirit man is simply picking up things in the natural realm from which it was created. That's what's happening. Amen? So just like that's exactly what your physical body does. You're picking up your sense and danger in the natural. You feel something, right? That's what your spirit man wants to do in the spirit realm. So church, we need to be aware of our five spiritual senses so we can discern both good and evil. Amen? The Holy Spirit is training us as ambassadors, as disciples for Jesus to advance the kingdom of God in power. Amen? So we must learn how to flow with Him and be in tune with our spiritual senses. Let's stand up in this place. This really took a dark turn, didn't it? But now listen. Anybody in this place, you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. If you're in this place, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. Today is the day of salvation. See, and I prove today that church can be fun. Being in the presence of God is fun. Hearing a sermon can be fun. Guess what? It's okay to laugh. But the bigger issue is this. If you die without Christ, you're going to hell and then the lake, lake of fire for eternity. If you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, come down to this altar. And I want to pray with you at the end of this service. Now, maybe you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. You're one that you've, you've definitely fallen away. You've fallen away from the Lord. You know it. You don't have confidence that you would go to heaven. You need to come down, and I want to pray with you. Just rededicate your life. Now, maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. You want to learn more about it? Come on down. I want to pray with you to receive. Jesus said you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Amen? You need the Holy Spirit baptism. It's not an option. It's not an option. If God put it in His Word, He wants you to have it. Amen? If you need a healing or pray for anything else, just come on down. But uh, visitors, thank you so much. For coming today. There's a visitor's card right in front of you. If you just want to fill it out, put it in the suggestion box. Uh, grab one of my cards. Everybody, listen, if there's something going on in your life, someone's sick, someone's going to the hospital, someone, let me know about it or else I'm at the mercy of a word of knowledge from the Holy Ghost that he might not give to me, right? So just let me know. Keep me informed so we can be praying for you, put you on the prayer chain. Um, and so, uh, Be blessed. Thank you so much for coming today. And uh, we'll talk to you on the prayer call on Tuesday. Man, we just got a whole list. Just grab a sheet and see what we got. So it's all good. God bless you all. Love you all.